Hey, this is Scott, and thanks for joining me for the first short episode. Today I have Chris Parente joining me, and I'm pretty excited about the conversation. I asked Chris to provide like a quick bio synopsis because I knew that our conversation was going to kind of get into the weeds of who he thinks he is. He says, I'm 44 years old, a husband of 17 years, and father to a 13-year-old daughter. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and at the age of 21, I joined the United States Air Force. I've served 23 years, and now being a veteran is pretty exciting. I've been fortunate enough to live a life to travel and see things that I used to dream about. During my life, I've mostly been happy and optimistic, but my dark side includes a struggle with PTSD, anxiety, and depression, mostly stemming from childhood trauma and time in the service. My goal as a person is to make meaningful connections and find a deeper understanding and to help others. Sit back, relax. Now to the show. You know, who am I or who do I think I am and why? That's such a, you know, that's a question that I can look at from many different angles with many different lenses because I feel like I'm a lot to the outside world. I'm a lot to self, you know, who I identify with. And I know that's the root of what you're asking, but there's also like all these, I don't want to call it a veil, like, implying that's a bad thing, but there's all these versions of self, right? Like there's a self that I get together with my family, like my parents that I know very well. And then there's a version that I get together with someone like you and that we hang out and we converse or a version where I take this person, same person, but then in a work setting or in a public setting, a little bit different, right? You kind of tweak that behavior or that comfort. You tweak that little bit of, um, you know, familiarity and how I feel when I'm comfortable around certain people or, or even after, you know, uh, just that experience of knowing somebody um, opens up new doors. And so that shows even to myself a new part of me. Um, so that does make it kind of complex in how I view myself, because I can see myself as a, you know, a son, a father, a husband. Um, I can see myself as, you know, 14-year-old version of Chris, right, who's just still playful and young in spirit, but in, you know, body I've aged and in, you know, my my wisdom, my my knowledge, right, that I've gained. Uh, I'm no longer 14 in that regard, but I still think childlike thoughts sometimes, right? We all kind of go back to uh, a place in, in our lives where uh, we draw from that memory and then that kind of makes a connection, right? Because we've had different experiences growing up and that, you know, is somewhat ingrained in the DNA um, or, or experience, not DNA, uh, you know, technically, but um, just as as the saying goes, so um, I think I've I've stalled enough in that answering that question because it's just 
it's it's really I'm trying to grasp that and you know really when asked who do I think I am I'd like to just say I, I just think I'm a, I'm a nice guy like I, I try to aspire to be a good person right um so I mean I heard you say um you have these veils um would it be I guess is that the same as you put on faces for the setting that you're in or the veils faces? Is that a similar thing? Yes yeah. No? So I, I use the word veil just kind of to, to show that, you know, there is as far as, you know, I, cause I want to be transparent. It, there, there is like, that inner version of self that I don't know that many get to see. My wife, we've been married 17 years. We've been most intimate in our, you know, realizations of, of life and ourselves and each other. And so, you know, there's that. There's also, you know, just a version or a, a, a likeness, a way of being that might just come off differently in a different I guess I want to unpack. I want to unpack that. Um, wh what? So you did mention comfortable or um, comfort. So I think comfort has something to do with the environment that you in, that you're in, the people that you're interacting with. Somehow provide or um, they add to that comfort or they take away from that comfort, which. Uh, in some way changes how much you're able to raise the veil or how much the veil is going to be down or if you're going to put extra layers on the veil. Yes? Yeah, I, you know, I think continuing in that direction because, you know, we, we are unpacking this and, and I'm good with that, but, you know, like we, we both work in or I used to, right? In the military, you have uh, a standard or you have a, uh, you know, kind of like a picture or, you know, like a role to perform, right? You, you are in a senior position. You are charged with a lot of responsibility. What you see in that version of me, right, might be a little bit more serious, a little bit more disciplined, a little bit more, you know, structured and a little you know less nonsense and you know just because of the environment because of being charged with that responsibility right so you get that version nine to five right and i did that for 20 plus years uh once i learned to embrace that and and feel comfortable in my own skin in that role and doing that and finding success in however i put that together but that's not the same version of Chris that's going to be out at the bar or the same version of Chris that's going to be taking my daughter to school or the same version of Chris that's celebrating a wedding anniversary, right? So I'm still the same person, but there are different times behavior-wise. I, I guess that, that focuses more on the behavior of the person, right? Um, I've try to enter into every engagement as just knowing that you know I'm, I'm there to just represent myself and feeling that I'm just 
being myself, just trying to be good, right? Just trying to be uh, someone that's an ally, someone that's there to help um, in any way that I can. What would you say is the thread uh, from the military or the, the veteran Chris to the family Chris to the, the new job Chris? What is the thread that is you? At the, at the core of who you are, what what is or who is Chris? Right. I think I think maybe this is good to you know say now. I, I find myself uh, conflicted. Right. I find myself very like because I see both sides, or I, I like to say that I do, or assume that I do. I see both sides. You know of um, my personality. I see both sides of you know the different engagements and the different environments because that common thread is uncertain. It is just, even though I've been battle tested, I'm 44 years old, I've been through a lot, right? And I know a, a lot about myself. There's a lot that I don't know or that I'm still kind of maybe unsure of. Does that make sense at all? Like that I'm yeah, still kind absolutely. of learning and I'm still finding myself, even though I have a voice, even though I've, done as as you know we've both worked in some amazing organizations and done some amazing stuff with our time but there's always that kind of like almost that conflicted contradiction of you know not right or wrong i get that as well as i can but like of that that contradiction of like seeing both sides of something you know so yeah. to say hey you know I, i'm a guy that likes x y and z well i probably also enjoy a b and c like it's a weird kind of how i look at it and so i i find it difficult to just put a label like sum it up in a word or in a sentence yeah. but is there is there would you say if you strip yourself down to the core would you say that there is a commonality between those various sectors or institutions that you find yourself having roles in that you are the same, the same identity is being presented? Mm -hmm. yeah. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yeah. For, for the consistency of it, right? Like looking at, yeah. you know, what, who shows up? Right. What is right. the version that shows up in those situations? Because I know I know something I know about you is that you have a servant's heart. So is it is that the piece of Chris that is consistent amongst any institution or interaction that you're in? Is that the identity piece that always shows up no matter what that has to be dressed up as? Yeah, I think I'm always waiting for, you know, in, in that example i think i'm always waiting for this this next opportunity to help or to get engaged and do something right um i am a busy person i do like staying busy and engaged in whatever uh capacity that is but it's always in the sense of um how can i push things forward how can i move things along and 
and uh, you know complete the task, help somebody, help myself, you know, and and looking at goals as things that you know uh, what's next and kind of coming at you know um, what's the next concert? When's the next good time? When's the next you know uh, uh, job that we have to take? Right and things like that. So. I'm looking at things in that lens, and that's, if I were to say consistently bringing in that, like, where where do I fall in to the, you know, the pecking order, and then doing that role, how can I help, right? Sometimes that means um, exceeding expectations and going further and beyond what I thought or what others may have thought, placing me in whatever role that is. But yeah, a lot of times I find myself just like, hey, I'm happy with being around people and engaged and busy and you know that work is hopefully doing good at the end of the day yeah does does that hit on kind of what you were you know asking did i, did I get that yeah i mean i i, I don't want to <laughs> uh, critique your answer that was your answer so i mean I, as objectively as what you're, you know, looking to pull out of that question. Um, yes and no. I mean, I still, I'm well now. I'm. I have more questions. Of you said that you know, <laughs> you said that if I heard you correctly, you were you were talking about the fact that you know you're always looking for the next thing. Um, it's it's a. It, it, to me, my mind went to extrovert, you know, energy, particularly with um, with other people, connection. Um, so w- where does that come from? Where does that stem from? Uh, you know, so I'd have to take that back to being an only child and growing up, you know, um, with with parents that, you know, they, they were good parents. Um, but as you know, I, I know I shared that with you, uh, being adopted and not knowing that I was adopted until, uh, you know, my parents were going through a divorce and it was kind of a messy situation. Uh, there was, you know, I, I won't go down uh, too far that rabbit hole, but I found out when I was about 12 years old that I was adopted. So my first 12 years um, at that point, I learned what were a lie. Those weren't my parents. Right. And so there was always this sense of wanting to belong this sense of always wanting to, um, you know, maybe impress or, or find my way to, uh, some approval. Right. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't know my parents, um, you know, growing up, my biological parents, uh, fast forward, uh, you know, till I'm 40 years old, I meet my biological parents, uh, through the 23andMe DNA testing, uh, app. And, uh, you know, they turn out to be, excellent human beings they're they're amazing people i look up to them you know and there's you know their reasons for the decisions they had to make but i think ingrained in me at an early age was this nothing is as it appears like you can't trust it all right and that Mm. that there was this sort of yearning to be connected with people that look like me, people that are, you know, uh, where I came from. And 
you know, my mom was, um, you know, she was amazing. She, she raised me. I put her through hell, you know, my, my adopted mom, um, fantastic woman. She passed away last year. Um, but our whole, you know, adult life, we were very, very close. And there was a, this mutual understanding that, you know, there is no one closer than her. She is my mom. And then my biological parents came into the uh, fold. And so maybe that's why I come off a little uncertain or that question's difficult for me to answer because who am I where I'm still kind of learning? I know I'm who I am, who I've always been, but I'm in a weird kind of transition where my adopted mom that I've known for 40 plus years is no longer here with us. I'm not in contact with my adopted father at all. And then I have a biological dad and a biological mom who now live 20 minutes down the road in either direction. And I see them regularly now. And, you know, it's, it's odd for me to think those are my parents and I'm their kid and I'm a grown ass man. Right. So it's kind of weird to play that position as, as their son. And I don't think there's an expectation that's what we say anyways, but I still feel the need to fit in. I still feel the need to, you know, connect. And that's okay, a so, process because you don't have a history with someone like that. Right. Um, hmm. So first question, <laughs> based off of what I was hearing you say, um, you mentioned approval. Um, how important is approval to identity, would you say? Uh, I, I think it depends on an individual's value, right? Or how that makes them feel, you know, approval is nice to have. I think most people would love to have approval. Uh, those that say that approval doesn't matter. I don't know that experience because I think, I think it is important. It's important for me, uh, to feel connected or understood where someone you know, might like my artwork or might like the music that I produce or might like the way that I handled a tough situation. And so that then shows that there's a commonality and that if I was able to help another person because we are already kind of seeing things, I, I think that in that example, that's really important to me because that allows me to, to know, all right, you like what I'm doing, then we probably have a lot of other things in common. You know, it, you can insert your example there, but just knowing that you approve of that, or it could even be approve of the behavior or approve of, you know, my, my, the grades that I get, my GPA or whatever, right? Example. But that just kind of shows that we have similar values or we value things similarly. Right. Um, and I feel that's a thing we can build off of. For sure, for sure. Um, one of the other questions uh, I had was, as you were talking about your family, your family dynamics, um, how unique it is, very unique. Um, I was thinking about, so 44, you have your own family now, um, your biological parents down the street. Um, what does, what has that done 
if if it has at all, what has that done for your identity as a family man, as a husband, as as a father? Um, particularly when you look at that situation and say, you know, um, the whole adoption and fostering of a child means that any uh, adult or you know uh, any any person or I guess I should say adult who is um, capable and 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 doing the right things and and um, financially stable so forth and so on they can take on the guardianship of another child and that bond can occur right um, I'm getting at a I'm getting to the point of how humans no matter if we have the same blood or DNA we can make these buns I mean there's certain animals in the animal kingdom that does the same thing um, how does all of that not try to I know I'm about to say I wasn't trying to go that deep, but yeah, I was. How does all of that play with how you view your identity as a husband, as a father, as a family man? Well, going back to my adopted mom, it's definitely, uh, you know, it. there's a lot in the whole nurture versus nature, right? Um, I did come from that DNA. There's no bloodline that ran through me, but she cared for me. She did everything. I mean, my dad was around till I was about 12 years old. They cared for me. They, they did all that they could. Uh, their marriage fell apart. And so they went separate ways. My mom took me, my dad didn't really, uh, you know, invest his time with me at that point. So there is a lot that just inherently like, you know, she, she was caring for me. She was raising me as her own. That never came up. I felt safe. It wasn't until after I found out that most of what I knew wasn't true, that I started questioning authority. I started questioning, you know, what was deemed, you know, uh, what appeared to be one way could be another. So there was some, some of that skepticism there. Um, going back to now where I'm at in life and having my biological family, as well as, I mean, so many cousins, aunts and uncles, uh, two living grandparents, um, it's, it's amazing. And it does make me feel a lot fuller. Um, I do feel a little bit more. It's weird because it's like it's before the incident and after the incident. Right. So it's like before I knew these people existed and I could reach out and contact them. I was OK with that bit of mystery and not knowing. Then afterwards, I felt a little bit fuller. I felt a little bit more complete. I felt where, you know, identity which I know is what we're getting at, felt a little bit more solidified. I could look into another person's face and see myself. I could mm. pick on some of the mannerisms, right? Or others would pick up on the way my gait matched the gait of my father's or some mm. of my gestures. And, and that happened without ever knowing these people for 40 years that that seems to be, you know, somewhat... A, th a common thread. As we go to closure, I want to I want to explore um, in your current state. Right? Let's say over the last five years, what would you say um, when the question is, "Who do you think you are and why?" And we're talking about identity. What is it about your identity that you say um, has had a negative impact? Now you can 
you can change those words. You don't have to be negative impact, but you get where I'm going with that. And then also, I, I would like to know um, on a positive, uh, from a positive vantage point, uh, who do you think you are, your identity that has had um, a positive effect on your life? So uh, just to be clear, negative impact just on myself, not on those around or it could be it could be yeah. external i mean it, yeah. internal external wherever you want to go with that yeah well i just say that you know there there still are self-imposed expectations i think uh that's always been something that you know i always would strive for uh you know to make whoever i'm calling my mother proud right i always wanted that i always wanted to take care of my mom and and the family around me so that's always been you know it, it's a positive that i still carry myself in that way in wanting to be helpful but i think the expectations now because i have a new family around me that although they don't apply pressure in that way i think i i impose it on myself um mm for for some of the things that you know just wanting to be a good dad wanting to be a good husband right. wanting to make yeah. sure that you know uh, i have my affairs in order i'm responsible um they never saw the version of chris as a teenager or a 20 year old that was getting into trouble and that was making bad decisions right so they don't know that i've shared that with them but there's no way because they they would not understand because they didn't experience so, you know, th there are things that are both sides of the coin there, positive and negative by from the expectation part, right? So I would say that thing kind of flips on its head, um, depending on what light I shine on it. And so okay. that's, where, that's where, Scott, I, I get this, this deep feeling of, you know, being conflicted, right? I think- Yeah, every, no, I get it, yeah. <laughs> giving you, you know, is, somewhat conflicted i mean i don't agree with things that happen in the world around us yet i'm still consuming and part of the machine right like there is this inner tussle that's always happening yes yes to us all which is why the question uh, me and dan framed the question the way we did because we understand that as people explore that, and especially as they explore it uh, with with a friend or in conversation, it becomes even that much more at the forefront that this is a conflict in itself. I'm having a conflict every day in myself. So, and I think you you put that in words very well um, in in this discussion. That that's going to always be. Uh, hard for some to relate to. Some may just be totally floored by that occurrence happening, whereas others, they can't wrap their heads around it, or maybe it's not a big deal um, in that storytelling of it, right? But as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm glad that this had come my way at a mature age. If this had come to me at any other time in my life, I don't know if I'd be ready for this. Where I'm at now, I am the most comfortable that I've ever been. I am collecting retirement pay. I am, you know, 
working a new job. I'm in a, you know, place where I want to be um, as far as, you know, uh, with my family. And I'm more comfortable now in my skin and with who I am or who I, you know, um, feel myself to be every day, right? I can have this conversation, although it may be hard to put to words. I'm good right. with this conversation, right? And I've always been, as I, you know, as I got older and as I learned about my biological parents and that change in my life, um, I share this story with people um, because I don't know if it's going to help someone or not, but it may help someone else understand me a little bit better, right? Right. So yeah. there are important elements to just storytelling uh, at a, as a whole. Absolutely. I mean, I, mean I, I totally agree. I mean, I think identity is uh, hand in hand with storytelling. I mean, it's not just external to us that we tell stories, especially when we group ourselves with other people. It's a collective story that we tell, but the individual stories that we tell about ourselves is quite important, very important. Hmm. And and with that, the story that we tell ourselves, um, as you know, my therapist would share, is that that's where I need to improve, because I've had all these years of feeling inferior or feeling like I have a chip on my shoulder or feeling like I didn't belong, right? That's a long time. Even though my mom said she loved me and she didn't care about, you know, the bloodline or any of that, there's always those little things that stick with you when you just don't know. When things don't appear to be the way in reality that they are. And so there's always this like underlying thing that like what I do tell myself on any given day, that's that inner struggle. This voice in my head is not always so nice to myself. And so that puts me at a disadvantage. Hell, now, now the day's rainy. Now the car won't start. Now I'm behind on my bills, whatever, right? Like you get the drift. It starts to become a thing. Right. That inner voice has to work harder because it starts off almost at a disadvantage. Even though I have a good life, even though I have a wonderful, uh, you know, marriage and family and all these things going for me and that positive, that inner voice tends to overpower because that's the, that's the nature that what I'm used to. And so that's what I'm dealing with. Those are the demons, right? Yeah. That's the that I got to, got to say, Hey buddy, that, that ain't, that ain't the truth. That ain't, you know, that may have been how you felt yesterday, but in this moment and in to the future, I had that choice to, you know, shape that conversation differently. And so any given day. Okay. I'm, I'm, we're going to leave it there, but um, I want you to know that this uh, was just a illuminating conversation and you're going to have to come back. <laughs> okay. I thought you just were going to say, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. You <laughs> never that. Never that. You know, our conversations usually go for hours because they are um, so illuminating. And I, I do appreciate it every time I'm able to uh, sit down with you. Um, Likewise.
Wow, what a wonderful conversation. Chris, I really appreciate you stopping by to converse with me. That question, who do you think you are and why? It has so many layers. An audience to you, as you listen to this podcast, I truly want you to ask yourself that question. Do we really know who we are? How much thought do we give it? Till next time, remember, there's more to your story.